The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes. Welcome back to another episode of Outside the Spotlight. I am your host, Darnell Autry, and joined, as always, with my guy, Big Doe. G. Deezer. What's up, Darnell? What's going on, man? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Man, as always, we like to start the show off thanking Grant. Um, still no raise, but we appreciate all your efforts. Uh, thank you very much, my man. Really appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I gotta say that, uh, you know, this, this show for me, uh, you know, the way Grant's got it set up already, uh, is a bit somber. Uh, it, it's a, it's a bit somber, um, in light of all the noise that, uh, that's happened in Colorado, mm-hmm. in Aurora, Colorado, yeah. and, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's really tough to take. It is. I mean, in a, it's, this is a crazy world we live in. There's no, there's no doubt about that, man. Yeah, and it's like, especially with the news back to back, you know, like last week what we had to cover. I'm not gonna lie, things like that is like, ugh. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You mean back to back from the paternal yeah, thing, and yeah. then and then now you got the you know the, the thing in Aurora, and and again, unless you've you know been out of the country and or um, live a uh, sheltered life or whatever, uh, there was a, a shooting that happened in Aurora at a movie theater. Uh, guy came in through the exit door, you know, dropped a couple canisters of tear gas or whatever, and then just started opening fire on on the group. And I'm sure it was a packed, and it was a packed house. Yeah. It was opening night for, uh, Dark Knight Rises. And, uh, it killed like at least 12 people, injured another 50 or 60. I mean, just, just open fired. And, and again, you know, it, it, I, I was talking to my dad, uh, earlier today. And, uh, he just, he just was like, this, this world has just gotten, it's, it's, it's gotten crazy. Yeah. It, it makes you apprehensive if you don't have children. Like, do I really want to bring children into that, such you, a world? That you're absolutely right. And the other thing too, though, you know, what makes it scary is that, you know, there's no, there's no way to predict anymore. I mean, you don't know. I mean, people people open firing in schools, open church. firing in church, open firing in, in in movie theaters, on the streets. I mean, not that this. I, I don't I don't believe that the world has gone to hell in the handbasket. Let's not get crazy. But I do think that there are some 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 serious issues that are going on. Not I mean, maybe just in this country because that's a lot to speak for. Is this country? I do feel like there's some. It feels like there's some pressure or some frustration or something going on. It's causing kids to uh, um, really, and, and men, and, and people in general, to, to feel stress, it feels like. I think there's a lot of deprivation. I, I mean, like, you look at, I mean, there 
I believe there's some social responsibility to what we're exposed to, what we allow our children to be exposed to, but also as artists. You know, you say you is art, but there's accountability and responsibility that comes with it. Absolutely. And so the things, just like you know, going back to nine one one, we're all de- a lot of people were desensitized, you know, to what was happening because you see nothing on but things blowing up on television, movies, and I'm guilty. I watch a lot of different, you know, gang movies, war movies. You know, these kids are playing the video games. Right. And, you know, some of them are playing at an age where their frontal lobes aren't developed, and this is just, it's, you know, they're, you know right from wrong, but still they're not processing it the same way. It, it, I, 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 and the parenting is not there. Right. There's, there's, there's a, I think there's a lot of moving pieces to yeah. what's going on. And, and, and I don't, I don't try to, I, I'm not saying that, you know, this, today's environment's any worse than any environment in, the, in history. Cause I mean, we've had some pretty terrible things that have occurred in our history as a country and as a people and whatever. But, um, that, that, that was, that was, Another one of those tough ones to take, where you just go, "Wow, man!" Just open fired on a, on a crowd of people that he didn't even know that he wasn't he wasn't planning on anybody in particular. He just wanted just those people. I mean, it just was. I, 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 I words can't explain. And until and until more investigation comes out and he starts talking and sharing his point of view and blah blah blah. Uh, not that it matters, but <laughs> yeah, again, I was like, what? no, no, no. Not that it matters, but it does. I think you know, in all these. You know these situations. There's lessons and things to be learned, and things that we can take from this, and and try as we do as a society. When something terrible happens, we try to fix it in such a way that okay, now that that you know we've done this and that to help prevent or help people like this gentleman or whatever. I do believe that he's sick, no doubt about it. No excuses. You know, there's no excuse, but I do think that he's sick, and and I do think that um, you know. There's definitely something going on. There's no yeah, doubt about that. I mean, but at what point where you don't value a human life? And then, like you said, he shot into the crowd aimlessly. It, there was it, kids it, it was, in there. It was babies in there. It was women, children. But I mean, not only like, that, even the people, because of everything we do for shock value and things like that, they said some people thought it was an like an act. They didn't even realize it was. Some people didn't even realize. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it it's opening wrong. night, it's dark night. I mean, you're thinking like, oh man, this theater really went all out. And all of a sudden, people start dropping next to you, and you're like, whoa, this is not. And tear gas now starting to choke you to death. I mean, it got real really quickly for them, you know. And I can only imagine the nightmare uh, that these that these people went through, uh, and and for their families. So uh, as always, with with. You know, events like this, I, I wanted to take a minute, uh, a moment of silence um, in recognition for the families and, and, and all those people that are affected. So. Okay, so, and, and, uh, and we're back. So, uh, anyway. I don't know how you go up from here. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really go up from here, but I guess, you know, Dark Knight Rises, you know, I guess it opened up to a pretty big weekend, obviously, aside from um, the chaos that uh, that went down in the movie theater. And, again, that overshadows box offices and all that stuff. So, um, you know, we sympathize with the families and the hearts go out with them and all, Absolutely. And all that stuff. Uh, NFL. I mean, I, I was watching ESPN, and they were doing the 50-day countdown, and I have to admit that this is the second year 
yeah, maybe third, where I'm actually now starting to like uh, adjust in such a way that I can I can be the fan and and really enjoy it and just not think about oh well I wonder what these guys are going through and you know I wonder what it have been like if I'd have played on a different team you know you you go through all that stuff and I miss being a part of the team and all that stuff this is like the third year now for me not that that's a big deal like so what but for me I'm I'm the point is I'm just I'm geeked I'm geeked for this up and coming season I think there's tons and tons and tons of storylines give me your top 3 storylines that you want to see how it all turns out you know you put me on the spot yeah I, I, know, I, I know I know I know I would I, know. Have, I would have to say First and foremost, I would love to see what happens in Denver. That's an obvious one. See the cohesiveness and what happens there. Um, it's going to be weird seeing him in 18. Yeah. It's going to be strange to see him in Denver. I mean, it's going to be. In the blue and orange. And, and, and just even how do the the team adjust their style of play around him? Uh you know, with the defense being the way it is, how well does that work out? Right. Uh, another storyline um, that would that definitely interests me would be San Francisco 49ers okay. to see. You know, with Moss and all the big acquisitions that they oh, had. Oh, that's right, Moss is there, huh? Yes, and uh, wow, and that's to right. see totally, see if uh, Alex Smith can continue on the path he was on last year, even with the uh, Peyton Manning. You know, a little deal that took the, place the, that they really weren't looking at him situation. Um, and then I'm kind of torn between uh, three teams. No, absolutely. Uh, uh, I'm torn between the Chicago Bears, Baltimore Ravens, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I, I believe those are three situations. Like, you know, what does Baltimore do now? Ray Lewis last season, possibly last season. Right. You have Terrell Suggs injured. You have... Your boy Ed Reed ready to you know pretty much hang it up. Chicken and, and Chicken Fried finally got his money. Yeah, Chicken Fried Ray Rice got his money, but what happens there? And then Chicago. Now you have Brandon Marshall there. The Bears had never typically had a elite quarterback and an elite receiver on the same squad at the same time. Right. So, you're, so, one, so you're so you're saying that Jay Cutler is an elite quarterback. I'm saying that that's what the portrayal is. Me personally, I mean, <laughs> okay, I, I okay. think he has a lot of tools. I think he was better suited to stay in Shanahan's offense. I don't think mentally uh, with the environment you play in Chicago, me living in there, working there, you know that that's a tough place. And if you have thin skin at a position like quarterback, right, you can't have it. The one thing that Chicago people – the people in Chicago thrive on is toughness. Right. Jim McMahon, right now, is the best quarterback in everyone's mind ever. Right. I mean, because he went out there, he got the job done. You know, you had. And he won the Super Bowl. And he won the Super Bowl. Even had he not won it, I think he had such a, a, a following that that is like they're still comparing to people who's going to be the next Jim McMahon. Yeah, which, even, is, which is which is strange. Which is strange to wrap your mind around because I, I think that you, I think you're right. I think he's an icon based on you know the Chicago fanfare and the the love and the the passion that they have for bearish football. Um, but if you, I, I think if you look at Jim McMahon versus all the other quarterbacks that have not necessarily at Chicago, but been in the league in general. I mean, he's he's probably the lower rung of of the best of all time. I mean, like he's probably middle of the pack maybe of all time. Yeah, you know, but but again, I think you're right. I think it's the fanfare, it's the 
he took him to the Super Bowl. He, he led him to the glory. And we never forget. Chicago never forgets. No. Chicago will never forget, and they always have. And until they win that next Super Bowl, you know, that 85 Bears is it. Those guys can do no wrong. It don't matter, you know, what they do. They could kill somebody in front of a group of people and be like, well, you know, it was he was on the 85 Bears, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, he probably, you know, it was probably self-defense, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you, you just no, get that they'll sense that give the they'll benefit make a, of the doubt. They'll excuse for him, benefit of the doubt. Uh, but then the other storyline, technically I'm going to put the fourth one in there. I know Absolutely, I'm no, no. longer. Uh, but the third one is Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you have with Todd Haley and uh, Rock, uh, Big Ben, I'm really interested how that relationship works, even with Mike Tomlin. At, you know, at what point does Tomlin put the uh, cl- clamps on uh, your boy, Todd, right. Todd Haley, or at what point does Ben snap on him, you know, especially now with Mendenhall being out possibly, you know, not right. being 100%. So just interesting with those dynamics because I heard that it was more of a push, like, that they did not want the former coordinator, to, Arians, to leave. But it wasn't a Tomlin decision. It was a higher-up decision. Right. So that's pretty interesting. And then, I mean, it's so many in the NFL. Then I have to say the last one is not the obvious, how everybody's talking about the Jets. And them. I would have to say I'm really interested in what happens in Washington. Mm. I think this could be a make-or-break year, even though they may give them a year pass, a pardon, with a rookie quarterback. Right. But, you know. You're saying for Shanahan. Yeah. How, you got you got now you now you've got a great athlete at a quarterback with weapons for him to throw to. Right, 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 right. And you know the other thing that I think is very interesting uh, this year is when I started looking at the contracts that these guys are doing now, um, and 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 it sort of took me back at first when I first saw that RG three he signed he did a you know four year deal what was it five year deal for twenty two point something million all guaranteed. Right, so I'm like, wow, that's that's really interesting. I mean, that's a way to do the salary cap. It's a way to like to, to fight that. It's a way to not worry about you know incentives and bonuses and all that stuff. You just you know, I want you to just go out and focus on playing. I don't need you to worry about trying to get numbers and all this, that, and the other thing. And maybe there's some other stuff in there that's un, unrealized, you know, um, unexpected bonuses and things like that. But um, and then and then I saw that Andrew Luck then also signed the same same deal. So I'm like, wow, like. That that makes complete sense. So, you know, one of the other stories, like you said, you like Washington. I think the storyline of seeing these two quarterbacks and see how well, you know, again, you you expect Indianapolis to go over. I expect them to win maybe one game, maybe two at best, at best. And then Washington, I expect I expect RG three to have the same kind of year that Cam Newton had, if not a bigger year. See, I won't go that far. I think that was such a rare instance. I think that because, first of all, Washington's defense has to make sure they stop people. Um, and then. And Carolina's defense wasn't that good either. Yeah, but Carolina's offense, all they were missing was a quarterback. Right. I mean, you had two top tier running backs that, you know. And a top tier wide receiver, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and you had two good tight ends, even though. Jeremy Shockey was at, going towards the end, but you had Greg Olson, who was a first-round pick three years ago, three right. or four years ago. Right, so, right, right. I mean, the line was pretty much the same. You had one of the top tackles in the game, or two of the top tackles. I, so so I felt like he came in a situation, don't mess it up, and then with his ability to run, 
made it easier. It, it made defenses have to honor that. I, I still think he overachieved in the situation. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're going to take our first break. Uh, we'll be back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the NFL because I love it. It's 50 days. Now it's like 49 days away or 48 days away. So yeah. we all. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take a break. We'll be back, talk more about NFL and get on to some other stuff, basketball, NBA, blah, blah, blah. All right. Back to Audrey. Katie Harris. Voice of Barrett. Yes. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we're back. Uh, we were just talking about football. Uh Again, it's 48 days away till camp starts or something like that. It's the time of year. The dudes, if you haven't been working out, you, it's too late. <laughs> truth is told. <laughs> yeah, real talk. It's, 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 the truth will, the truth will come out come camp time, whether or not you've shown up, whether or not you've been doing anything on off season. And, and, you know, here's the thing. I know you put me on the spot to come up with three teams. I mean, it's, but, it's, it's, but it's so all many, over. It's so many storylines. No doubt. I just, you, I, you, the, you think about the Saints. Right. I, I'm like... Right. I always, you know, we were, we were, uh, during break, I decided to, you know, we got on the computer and just put up Yahoo Sports and right off the top page, I mean, it's like Detroit's there and Green Bay's there and then you got the Saints there. I mean, I mean, all of these got so many great storylines to them. They've got all so much interest. I mean, this year for me feels like it, it just, you just don't know who's, I mean. It, it's a lot of parody, definitely, in the NFL compared to any other sport. Um, I would have to say that, like, if you if we went division by each division, okay. All I right, mean, let's, and, and let's, I think that'd be fair to do. And it, it, again, excuse us for not having as much research beforehand. No, uh, but, absolutely. But like, you go into the AFC East. Okay, so AFC East, 
right? I mean, first of all, the zoo that is the Jets. I mean, it is it <laughs> is circus show. It is a complete freak show up there. Tim Tebow, Sanchez, Antonio San Holmes, Ryan Antonio Holmes, Plaxico <laughs> Burris. I mean, is Burris still there? No, he's a he, free agent. Oh, he's free agent. But I mean, you. I mean, it's it's a, it's so many different personalities, so many different things. It's going to be thrust right in front of the world in New York City, and I do think that the minute that Sanchez starts messing up, you're going to get the Tebow world. Going, hey, why don't we play him? Why don't we play him? And I still, again, I tell you, and I've told you this before, I don't think he's a quarterback. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. He's a great athlete. He's a great leader. He's a great personality. Let's make him a, a slot guy. Let's make him a running back. Let's, let's, let's get him on the field. But you, you, you ain't the quarterback. You, you not a quarterback. Let's not, let's not worry about you throwing anything. Let's just worry about you running and, and being a leader and bringing those fans to the games. That's, that's, let's do that. I would say this. I think if he went to a system, not quite what Denver was doing with him, if he went to Shanahan for what his skill sets are and what he's good at doing, I feel like with the boot roll, the, uh, bootlegs and things like that, playing the play action, a few passes, but mostly a running offense. Unlike him running the option, right? I still think I don't. I wouldn't put him as my number one starter. There's a lot of other quarterbacks in the league. He's not in my top ten quarterback, but I think he can still have. I think he got better success than what he had last year. Oh, I, I I I agree. But here's the here's the problem. If if you can't throw, then none of that matters. You know what I mean? And so what I'm saying is is that there, he had a couple of games where it was an anomaly where he put it up there, it was in the right spot, and you know everybody's like, see, look, there it goes. He can throw. Well, it, it's one game. It's two game situations now. You know, do you put the ball in his hands? Uh, for a full game, for a full season, you know, let him pass and run. I mean, I, I, it's, I, I think well, it's it, proven it was, that, it, that it's not it. See, I think it's a short season, so there were some things that benefited him because of the short season. Teams didn't have a chance to prepare right. for that type of offense. Right. But at the same time, I feel like with the offseason, with a place that was really going to be dedicated to develop him as a quarterback, I feel like he could be better because, let's be honest, when he was at Florida – they just said, I mean, here's the the greatness of Urban Meyer. First of all, we got a lot of good guys around you. Yeah, I mean, and, speed out of this world. But, but but then not only that, we're gonna use what you do, and you're gonna, we're gonna do it well. And, and that's part to me. That's part of coaching. I, I I mean, I shake my head at you, sir, because again, I, I I'm a firm believer. I firmly believe that it's not. It's gonna take more than. I mean, yeah, he'll be better, um, and he'll continue to improve. But I don't think that you keep him at a quarterback spot and help that he improves to the point where now six years down the line, seven years down the line with losing seasons. But he, every week he's getting better throwing more and more passes. I think that that time frame doesn't work. Well, you know he, what I mean? I mean, he's a development. He's a development. You look at how many quarterbacks in the past that were like, let's use a lot of Florida alum that were quarterbacks under Spurrier. That came into the league, system, system some quarterback, quarterbacks, but that, they but but they put in six, seven, eight years in the league, never really started once one or two games. That's my point. And I think Tim T. I, me personally, I would have never taken him with the number one pick. No, but uh, you know, with my first round pick. No, but at the same time, I would keep a guy on my roster 
where I could always have him as a wild card so I could keep two quarterbacks on the roster and then I have him moving around at different spots at total utility, man. And, and again, I don't disagree with you on that. But his but main position would be quarterback for me yeah, because I think he's chance. I think he's athletic enough to adjust to the other things. But then he could give me some things in practice that you can't necessarily emulate. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hating on Tebow. I, I, I don't. I think he's a great athlete. I just don't okay. see him as a quarterback. Okay, uh, Buffalo is going to be Buffalo, New England, and Miami. I think I, again, I, I look at I look at this division, and I see who, who knows. I, I, I don't. I mean, if Miami can put together, I mean, and they have put together some quality wins. And they've got a lot of a lot of show down there. I mean, they, you know, it's it's owned, it's you know, it's operated entertainment world. I mean, like yeah. they've made it, they've made it an entertaining team. You know, yeah. they've 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 said, okay, listen, we're going to be there. We're going to try to draw fans. We're going to make we're going to probably put the best people on the field, and we're going to get athletic. And th- and I think they did that. I, I believe so too. I think that Buffalo is going to be set up for failure. I think that really? even with the acquisition uh, acquisition of Mario Williams, especially when you think. Let's be real. You're coming in there to stop one team and one team only, really. Right. New England. Right. And so you bring a pass rusher that is going to require two men to block them. But at the same time, New England does something a lot of teams don't do. They have two tight ends that are basically receivers. Right. So when you put two tight ends on a line of scrimmage and one, and, and they're, they're fairly decent blockers. Right. Now you have two extra gaps where a DN is not as effective. Right. With something like that. Right, 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 right. And I, and I do think that, you know, New England is, is, is absolutely a force to be reckoned with. They're going to be, a, that's the system that the machine, the machine's going to be that. Yeah. I mean, the machine that is the Pats is going to be that. The, you can replace as as the Tom, parts. As long as Tom Brady's there at the helm, that's going to be a machine. And think about this. Even before Tom Brady was at the helm. Before he took over, it was still going in the Drew right direction. Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, right. And then when uh, Brady got hurt. And then they threw in Castle, and then Castle went out, rocked out, and then went to, I mean, it's real tough. That's I mean, what I'm like saying. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a good system. No, absolutely. So let's go to the north, because we, we both agree right now is New England. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. The north now, you got Baltimore Steelers, Bengals, and Browns. I think there's only two teams you talk about, right? You only talk about the Ravens and you only talk about the Steelers because Cincinnati and and who the hell knows what, what the Browns have. I don't even know what they got. Well, first of all, Cincinnati was on a roll last year for a minute. For a hot second. A, a second. Now, if they if they're they're trying to say the guy doesn't have the arm, we'll see. But Pittsburgh, they picked up your boy uh from Alabama, the running back, who I think is gonna make a difference on what they do with the ball. Which one did they pick up? They picked up the other guy. Um Richardson, Trent Richardson. No, Pittsburgh. No, I oh the Cleveland. 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 You said Pittsburgh. I was like, I said I'm like, I'm like Pittsburgh picked up. I was like, how did that happen? Pittsburgh picked up defense and things like that, and you know that's another machine. Yeah, it is. It's another, and Baltimore's the same kind of machine. It's the same kind of thing. Like you got to plug him in and out. And I do think that yes, Terrell Suggs is a beast and an animal, and he's a one of a kind kind of guy. But I do think that there's still guys on that bench that are pining, absolutely starving. To be a part of. Yeah, just, I mean, they drafted the kid from Syracuse, and they picked up the linebacker from Alabama. Right. So uh, it, I, I think the machine just continues to go. The machine continues to go, and you got guys that are pining and hungry. Uh, and so I think those it's, two, it's a great attitude. So those two. I think, I, think th- I think the teams in the north 
could go in most divisions and beat up most teams. Like, I, I, I really say this. I believe that the Cleveland Browns with Richards or Richardson could go in, like, the NFC West and outside of San Fran do some damage. Mm. They're just in a mm. they're just in a tough division. Mm. So and and that's coming from someone that's not happy with Cleveland. That yeah, well, they owe yeah, me some I mean, money. NFC West, I can see that. NFC West, of course. Yeah, I think so, I think it's yeah. So I think it's a toss up between Baltimore and uh, Pittsburgh. Right. With Cleveland or with Cincinnati barely about two games behind, they're going to lose to both teams. Mm-hmm. But. They're going to be some t- uh, teams out of the division. What, who are you, what are you thinking with that? No, no, I, I think I, I think you're right. I think there's only two teams in that in that little race. That's the Ravens and the Steelers. Those two machines. Uh, again, I I do like that that Cleveland picked up Richardson. I think Richardson's an animal. I think he's going to be a great pro. But the problem, the problem is again when you go as a running back and you go to a you, you're a high pick, but you go to a low tier team. You tend to carry the ball a lot. And you get beat up a lot because there's more issues on the team than just a running back. Now, if you were plugged into a system where, um, like Denver, where you go there and every, everything is set up and you all they need is a quality running back, that's a whole different situation. But if you go to a situation like Cleveland, you go to a situation like a, like a Miami, where you you where you know where the where there's more pieces that need to be. But Cleveland even just addressed it again with the supplemental draft, picking up the wide receiver from Baylor. Mm-hmm. Then they got a quarterback. The thing is, they have they're going to have three young triplets. That they're going to have three and, young and, triplets. But they got one of the best tackles, left tackles in the game. And but again, the other thing too is is defense. You know, as much you know in the in the pro game, it really is. Uh, um, so goes your offense, so go your defense, and so go your defense, so go your offense, right? So you're, you're either strong in one or the other, and if the other one's doing what they're supposed to be doing and really, really holding up, the, the other part usually comes around, right? So, like in the, in the in college game, your defense could be eh, and your offense could be off the chart, and, and you win most of your games. In the NFL, you know, you have to be, you know, if your defense is terrible, your offense has to be, out of this world, it has to be explosive. Uh, uh, New England, Indianapolis, Green I mean Green Bay. Your offense has to be off the charts. Your offense can't be average, and your defense be average, and think that you're going to win games. That's just not how that works. And again, I'm, I'm being captain obvious, but I think that it's it's a point that to be made because. You know, I think Cleveland's in that situation. I think Cleveland's in a situation where, yeah, they got three young triplets in offense, and I think that's great. But their defense has so much work to be done. I mean, so much, so much that needs to be that needs to happen there. That I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I always think about it in terms of running backs. It's, it's a great situation to be drafted early. It's a bad situation to go to a team that you know. Yeah, if they still had uh, your boy Peyton Hillis, I would be. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, because you could balance it. But I think this kid is a kid that's a throwback running back. I think he's a every generation running back. Mm-hmm. Like he's a. Throw, I, would agree, I would agree with he's that. He's a Walter Payton type for me. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would definitely agree with that. So, we're, so we, we're pretty sure that we, we've got Cleveland and, and well, not Cleveland, uh, we've got Baltimore and uh, Steelers. Yeah, uh, and that's a toss up. I mean, I like both teams. I can't. If I had to pick one right now. Uh, with the best thing, uh, with more things in place, you have to go with uh, Pittsburgh. Right, 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 right. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break. Uh, man, I'm I'm loving this football yeah, stuff. Gonna, I mean, we, we, gotta we, we, we gotta, yeah, we gotta stay. We're gonna stay in the football. We're gonna finish up. We got 48 days to the season, so we figured we would get into it. Just to give a little preview and we'll go from there. Uh, we're gonna take another break. 
uh, Darnell Autry, JD Harris, Voice America OTS. We'll be back. to the pros we, we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports play ball if you're looking to talk baseball even in the off season look no further than the king's corner talking baseball with former world series champion jim layritz jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner, Talking Baseball with Jim Layritz is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Ah, yes. Thank you very much, Nadia. I appreciate that. Oh, There you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're back. Hey, we're back. Uh, back into football. Uh, AFC South. AFC South. Talk to me. I mean, I, I, I gotta believe again that it, that it does the same thing that it did last year. That Houston takes it. Tennessee finishes second. Jacksonville and then. Yeah, I, I, that division. That's another one that is like toilet bowl. Yeah, it's 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 pretty. It's not so awesome. I mean, it was awesome when Peyton was there. It was I mean, obviously, and Houston had to had to compete to to win that division because of them. But now, I, well, yeah, but I, I, it, they're whatever. not the same team. Mark, you know, when they had book Indians, even mm-hmm. though they got some young guys, it's still. I mean, those are some big. It took Mario Williams a couple years to get at it. Right. No, uh, absolutely. And I do. I do like Foster. Love Foster. I think Foster's uh, one of those just a workaholic. Like he's a. He, he reminds me a lot of Forte. Forte reminds me a lot of Foster. Yeah. I mean, they're a lot same similar kind of backs where they 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 go out the field. They catch very well. They. I you think know. Forte is a much better blocker though. Oh, okay. Well, I I I don't know. And, and, and Forte. I mean, and let's be honest. Houston has Andre Johnson you could throw to. Right. Chicago had silence. <laughs> right. So okay. So all right. which stretches the field? Right. Which takes 
two men. And I do love Andre Johnson. I think Andre Johnson's a is he's an animal. I he, mean, he's, to me, he's number two, number three top receiver in the NFL. Absolutely, Megatron him, or are you talking about Fitz in him? I gotta go Fitz. Fitz stills beyond both bigger because than even though he's not as fast, Fitz can catch it anywhere in the field. Well, he has the best natural hands. I don't know. I think I think Megatron is fast. He's big and he's physical. And I also think that Andre Johnson is as fast as they come. And I, I don't know, man. I, 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 tell I, you, that, I mean, I, I put Andre number top three two. in there. That top three in there is really slim for me in my I, head. And I put Andre two, but Fitz has just something. He has that it about wow. him. I mean, like Chris Carter, I think he had the best hands. Right. Hands in football. Second to him, is Fitzgerald. He's ambidextrous. He can catch it with either hand, one with one hand, just as well. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think that top three is is a, is a mean, mean, mean toss up. And I'll take all. I'll take any one of them all day. Yeah, I all mean, day. Andre Johnson. Nasty. I love Andre Johnson. How nasty he is. He got that fight with uh, your boy from Tennessee. Finnegan. Man. I was I was shocked because Andre Johnson doesn't come across as that kind of dude, but he snapped off on him. I'm like, oh man, this just got real physical. He went to the U, man. He ain't no punk. No, no, no doubt but, about that. But yeah, so I mean, and then Tennessee. I mean, if C, uh, Chris Johnson comes back and plays, <sighs> but then you know they've lost their best cornerback. They've lost their you know I mean their coach was going last year, but right. you 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 have a lot of parts that's missing. So. I, I, I would have to just and Kenny Britt, you know, you don't know. He what did, you, I just read he got arrested exactly. Again. Oh man, it was that number eight. That would say he got arrested for the eighth time or something. Yeah. So I mean, come that, on, Kenny, stay and, out of prison. And then Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Oh, man, I love I I listen. I love MJD. I think MJD is a flat out baller. I mean, he comes, he brings it, and we saw him in the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. We saw him in the, in the lobby, and he's a small dude. Yeah, we're looking eye to eye. <laughs> no, actually, I'm taller than. Yeah, right. But I mean, he's all legs and thighs. He's a and rock. Ass. I mean, he's just all legs, thighs, and ass. I mean, he's just, he's 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 almost as wide as he is tall. I mean, he is just a beast. Mm-hmm. And I was I was really surprised. I mean, I was surprised at how short he was. I was surprised at how thick he was. I really was. Now, I didn't the really thickness. His height, I think, works for his advantage, mm. especially in NFL. Absolutely. Especially I mean, now absolutely. you're getting those six four like Brian Erlacher uh, type linebackers. Right. By the time they've been down, you're gone. Right. Absolutely. No, I agree. I mean, if, I think one of the the, the most creative and um, athletic running backs of all time was obviously was Barry Sanders, and 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 Barry would would get down. I mean. <laughs> He'd be gone before you even get that boom. Joe boom, Morris. Gone. Joe Morris, right, exactly. Metcalf. I mean, you you could go back, uh, Eric Bieniemy in college. Right. I mean, you go back, it's been a lot of solid guys. They haven't often gotten the chance because some people that make decisions, always they have their prototype. Right, but it also it's also a situation, right? It's the wrong team, it's the wrong, you know what I mean? Wrong year, wrong team, and now you have an athlete that's amazing, but he's on the wrong team with the wrong environment at the wrong time, and so, but you know, you get but, ushered out. Yeah, because you look at Mendenhall, he's another short back. You look at Ray Rice, another short one. Right, absolutely. I mean, I think that's the new trend we're we're, we're going with. Uh, AFC West. This could be very interesting. This could be very interesting because I do think that, you know, San Diego has got weapons, as they always do every year. Uh, Oakland, I don't know about them. I, I mean, if McFadden comes back, McFadden's going to be the man. 
Love McFadden. I think he's a really explosive guy. I know he didn't have just come out for surgery or something, right? Or some. Yeah, and and you got Carson Palmer. You Carson lost Palmer. Bush. Yeah, you lost Bush, but you got Carson Palmer, and and he's gonna get better. I mean, he's I mean he's throwing the most interceptions. You know, I mean, he's he he's just went crazy with the interceptions. He got to cut that noise out. Uh, and and I think you know Kansas City's gonna be an interesting team because they're gonna get what's your boy back. Um, um, Charles. Yeah. Jamal Charles, but Jamal Charles was on track, and you now got your boy there, Peyton yeah, Peyton Hillis. So, I mean, they could be a very interesting. Now, Castle's got a lot of work to do. Isn't that Matt Castle right? He's yeah. still got a lot of work to do. Their defense is solid. They get Eric Berry back. Yeah, and they're doing everything the New England way, even though they're in Kansas now. Right, uh, right. I, I just, yeah, I would say that the top three: Denver, San Diego, Oakland. Denver, I think, wins it. But I don't think it's going to be how people think it's going to be a magic pill with Peyton. Right. Uh, he's going to take his lumps. He's going to. Yeah, because there's a lot of adjustments. And I mean. And, huge adjustments. Huge and, adjustments. And you're not practicing like you used to because this is the first year or uh, second year after the CBA where you, you don't have as many days hitting and th- stuff like that. So then that pressure that's on you is not the same, even though they don't hit the quarterback. But. It throws off timing, and you're not working as hard. I mean, it's not the atypical training camp. So absolutely, it's, and, it's and, skeleton. And you know what else <laughs> I gotta say? Here's what I gotta say too. And I don't know that I've ever read this anywhere, or anybody's ever mentioned it or talked about it. But Peyton Manning had carte blanche, right? I mean, he could have gone anywhere that had a need, and even some places that didn't have a need, they were like, you know. We would still take a look at you if you, you know, if you want to come here, we would make the adjustment, you know, and, you know, strictly professional, of course, you know, it's just business, it's nothing, you know, nothing personal. I mean, he had, he had, a, he had his choices, okay? He had a whole, he had yeah, a absolutely. list of choices, okay? Now, he picked, he picked Denver, okay? He picked Denver. So, you know, he now has, he's, he's had an opportunity to analyze the team. He's had an opportunity to look at the offensive line, what kind of running backs they got. I mean, he's been able to look at the defense. I mean, cause he understands that if your defense can't hold, then you're going to have to score a lot of points. And can this offense do that? And if the defense is great, can this offense still produce enough to win the games, right? So the onus, a lot of the onus is now on him. There's a lot of pressure on him. I mm-hmm. think because you picked it. You picked it. You said, you told the world that this team, is a great fit, and that this team has the potential to win a lot of games. Because I can't imagine that this part of your career you go to a team that doesn't that can't win games. I still felt like he should went to San Fran or to Arizona. Weak conference, he automatically gets it here, right? Uh, or San Fran with the addition of Randy Moss. I mean, I just want. I mean, I, I, I again, I think the onus is now on him. Because he picked it. Okay. I mean, he picked it, you know. So so we're going to say Denver then? We, we, I mean, we say Denver, and I honestly think that Kansas City can push for that second spot. Yeah, San Diego, you just never know what you get. Yeah, you just never know. I mean, it, it, Phillip Rivers, you know, who knows? They, I mean, sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. Uh and, and I, well, the running back. Yeah, to, I mean, Ryan who knows? Has, yeah, I don't yeah. know what what what's going on with that. But I think Kansas can 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 challenge. I I yeah. I, I think that. I, I do. think that's going to be another weak West division. And they travel well. Kansas City travels well, and it's really tough to beat them at home. I mean, I you know, well, except for last year, clearly it was like three and five, but whatever. 
all right, NFC. Are you are you a bigger fan of NFC or AFC? Now I used to always be NFC, right? But that AFC with Baltimore, the Steelers, and stuff like that, those teams intrigue me. Uh, and uh, the Jets, huh. I mean, I think they just do things and they do it well. So I'm an AFC guy now. Oh wow! I've, I, you know what? I've always been an NFC guy. Just just in, I mean. I don't know what it what it always been maybe because I grew up in Arizona and you know kind mm-hmm. of always been in this realm and Dallas and all those teams so I mean and and the Bears my 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 father loved loved some Bears I mean like so you know I mean as a kid that's what right, right, San exactly, Fran the exactly, Bears right exactly but now looking at it from an analytical standpoint right, right. and just really following the franchises you get New England Pittsburgh Baltimore. And you can probably throw the Jets once in a while, and you're talking well wars. for a while. They had wars, yeah, or and then San Diego, right? Back in it's like wow. And now Denver, and now Denver, Denver. is going to be back in back in the realm. But NFC East, NFC East, Giants, Philadelphia, Cowboys, Redskins. Ugh. Giants because they're Super Bowl champs, they have a target. But I think the Eagles are hungry. I'm always, you know, what an underachieving, like, in my head, like, all the stars they have on that team, um, you know, just trying to get everybody on the same page. I mean, Andy Reid is a great coach. Again, I know firsthand he's a great coach. He's a, he, he understands the game. He's a, he's, a, he's a technician. He's got a great football mind, great football IQ. Uh, I think he's a pretty good leader. Um, you know, but, but, but putting all those pieces together might have been a little bit more than, you know, because you got, I think you got so much overlap in talent, right? I mean, well, or, or, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the issue was really uh, he put more trust in his coaching staff, which Castillo coming from offense. This Juan guy Castillo, just right, Juan yeah, Castillo, right? Yeah, he just comes over to defense, and I feel like it's not like Pop Warner or high school where you could just switch because it's so many intricate detail, details at the pro level. Because you get Namdi Asma, who's one of the better corner cover corners, and you got to play in cover too. Right, you got him in a position that 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 doesn't suit his his skill set or suit what he does best, and you know he's I, I think he's a lot better than the uh, the defense put him in positions to be. Same thing with Asante. Same thing with Cromartie. Right, right, exactly. No, yeah, I, a couple I corners that you should have been sending a lot of pressure and letting them on an island that they could lock up, right, like Revis. And the other commodity because they're because they're more they're more than capable. That's yeah. the thing. They're more than capable of doing that. So, you know, you got the Giants defending champions. That's a great that's a great storyline. Dallas is always going to be a storyline because you know, again, lots and lots of talent all the time, but just never quite put it all together. So, uh, but we're going to take another break, uh, and then we're going to get back and we're, hopefully we'll get through this uh, this NFC portion of of it. But we're, we're talking football. We love it. Forty eight days. There we go. Do this. Starting the laundry, Voice America. Jenny Harris. ATS, you got Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. 
I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Hedrick, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Fantasy Sports is where the action really is. Over 40 million people play Fantasy Sports, but rarely do they get to quiz the experts. Fantasy Insights is the name and the game. Tune in every week as Dish Adams and his guests clue you in on the fantasy football game, what's happening on and off the field, and how it will affect your fantasy team. These experts aren't just beat writers assigned to fantasy football. They live and breathe the game. Tune in to Fantasy Insights with Dish Adams every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back talking football. 48 days till camp, dog days of camp. Man, my body hurts just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's the sport of kings. Better than diamond rings. That's why we're here to no see football. No doubts. No doubt. So we were talking about um, all right, NFC East. We Again, I, I love Washington in that. I think that's fantastic. I want to see RG3 do his thing. Uh, something inside of me every once in a while when I see Dallas fall apart, it kind of makes me feel good. Only because they're America's team and they're a popular team and everybody just anoints them without even giving them, without even seeing them, without even, you know, they always, they automatically go, well, Dallas is going to win the Super Bowl this year because they got all that talent. Uh, and they have not. So every time they lose a little bit inside, I just go, that's what you get. You know what I mean? I, I mean, uh, it's not their fault. But it is their fault. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> you just it's never not their know. fault, but it is their I fault. I think they do better when their key pieces are injured. <laughs> <laughs> right. NFC North, talk to me. Talk to so me. Wait, talk wait. to so, me. So what did we settle? Is I, I think I think I think that you say I, I like Philadelphia in that. I do. Yeah, I don't I like Philadelphia in that. More mature. You finally got Deshaun, got his money. Okay, so let's see it, Deshaun. You got your money. No more. There's nothing else to complain you got about. Macklin. You got Macklin. There's nothing to complain about. Now do your, do the complete damn thing. And, uh, Vic, do what you do best and, and make it happen. And wait for the last minute of the Burris showing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so then we're both with Philly. Right. North. North pack, I mean, Ooh, the, the, the pack, I, the pack machine is amazing. I think Detroit, another year in Detroit, though, they're going to be great. I think yeah. they're going to be good too. They're going to be really, really good. And you can't count out Chicago right now. Yeah, and again, if they if they've addressed the line the way that they should have addressed it, if Cutler stays healthy and doesn't get frustrated, because again, I think what happened with Cutler is he got hit a lot 
and he couldn't well, do what he wanted to well, do. Well, there, there's no more seven stop or seven step drops in their system. They brought the guy that was his quarterback coach, his uh, rookie, his first couple years in Denver. So you have Brandon Marshall. You have he's he has two receivers. Well, he had so Bennett. you got like a baby Denver. Yeah, basically. Baby and, Denver and you have Mike Tice. Give him credit as a, a O line coach. One of the best in the game. Got to get better. They got to get better but, offensive but, line. And I think with the boots and things that they're they're going to be looking like they they got. I mean, they, I, they're going to do some things that's going to be friendly for them. And with Brandon Marshall on the field, that gets those guys out the box, having him bootleg, and then once in a while you send Devin Hester on the nine because that's all he can really run. But. It's scared. I mean, no, are you going to leave him no, open? No, right, 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 right. I think, but you still, you're, you're going to, you're going to double Marshall, but you got to let him prove it first. You got to let him prove it first. I mean, if I'm an, if I'm a defense, I'm not going to automatically go, okay, well, Brandon Marshall's on the field. We're going to double it up. I mean, it's a game to game. Like, I want to see where Brandon Marshall's head is. Can I, can I put my best corner on him and shut him down? Can I get him frustrated? Or do you stay in the box and watch Forte coming out the back, backfield with swings, things like that? I mean, that's the thing. Like, so I mean, somebody's going to get there's, 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 there's weapons. There's, yeah, there's definitely weapons there. I just think that Cutler gets frustrated really quick. And once he gets frustrated, he starts trying to be Brett Favre and he huffs things up, or he runs and pulls the ball down and gets hit again and gets mad. I mean, you could see throughout all last year that he was never getting well, a chance. He's getting frustrated. I, I mean, but think about down. this. You're playing March system where you have five-man protection most of the time, right. maybe six, and you're doing seven-step drop. Right. You're, you're, everybody's ears are pent back with no one to throw to. The pressure, The pressure is on the Bears to show up. I mean, yeah. I do, I do think that because again, Chicago's getting antsy there. Okay, listen, Cutler, you've, you've we've had a couple years now with you. Uh, the, the coaching, Lovey Smith, listen, you're on the hot seat, sir. You start out oh and whatever, or you start out one and whatever. You, Mike, bye. Tice, Mike Tice takes over. As goodbye, goodbye. Uh, Vikings, ah, damn it. Ah, I love, it. I love Coach Frazier. And I love, but, I love. But they got too much going on. Yeah, I love and, 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 AP, but he's not going to be. I don't know that he's going to be 100. percent You load the box. You right. load the box. Make make everybody else beat you. You got a, a quarterback proven. Tavares Jackson or whoever. Oh no, no uh, to, uh, uh, um, Ponder. Ponder, right? Christian Ponder. So. And you lost Shanko, who yeah. was a yeah, – so they, they have a, quite a situation there. So right now it's Green Bay with Chicago and Detroit fighting for number two. Yeah. And Green Bay is not necessarily a sealed deal either because they got to play defense this year. Man, no doubt. They really uh, do. But they're going to get – they're getting a lot of their defensive guys back. They got damaged. There was like two or three guys. Their, their top guy, Nick, what's his name? Uh, Barnett or whatever. No, no Nick he, Barnett's not, not, not Nick Barnett. Um, they had a defensive back that got they got damaged. It was a big deal yeah, early on. But I still don't feel like they did enough to really address. No, all and they clearly issues. went fifteen and one. On um, right, but you know other teams are getting better. So uh, agreed. Let's look at okay. So we're we're right now that division is a toss up with Green Bay with a slight edge. Right. Well, Green Bay. I think Green Bay wins it with, with, with but I think it's a fight for second with the Bears in, in Detroit. That's right. Uh, the South. Ah, love it. Uh, I, I I don't know. I love three. Uh, I love three of them. Don't love all four. I love all four because Tampa Bay don't Greg Schiano with the pieces that they did in free agency. You got Vincent Jackson. Um, you, you have you have two running backs now. You yeah. I'm looking at four and twelve, and I'm thinking, and I'm worried about Freeman. I am. I I, I just think that I'm not sure. And again, I think it really has to do with. 
uh, uh, confidence and momentum, right? You put them in a position to win early. But they adjusted the system for them. They went, they have a Dallas Clark. I mean, even though he's older, he's a nice relief for them. Then you, you've addressed a, you, now he has a deep threat receiver in Vincent Jackson, who, but here's the thing. They're going to have good defense. Right. They got the tools. And, that, and yeah. so he doesn't have, all he has to do is play within the system. Right. And I think last year it was so much chaos there. Yeah. Where Shiano is in there not playing. Right. So uh, I don't think Carolina Panthers. No? I don't think they do what they did last year in terms of mm. with Cam statistically. Well, I mean, it, I think that's neither here nor there, I think, in the end, because I think in, in it, how, it, for me, for me, it's all well and good. For fantasy, that's fantastic. Cam Newton, you're awesome fantasy, right? But in the end, what it turns out to is a six and ten season. So it doesn't matter. I mean, if he if he threw for if he threw for six thousand yards, that'd be impressive. But if you end up still four and six, uh, six and ten, that's that's no good. So I think they're going to be better than they were last year. I don't know that his numbers aren't going to be any better. No, but I think they're going to win more I'm, games. I'm interested in the uh, the receiver that they drafted with Steve Smith, but still, I I think that. Their team, I don't. I think they're eight and eight. Wow, New Orleans falls. New Orleans not going to win it. I, I, I'm I'm calling it out right now. Note it, record it, put it on paper. New Orleans, you're, you're not going to repeat this year. Unfortunately, I like your team, but all that mess that you're in right now, uh, and all the team, all the pieces that you're missing, you're going to come out hungry. I get it. You're going to win the first two games. Everybody's going to be pumped up, and then you're going to drive, and then then reality's going to set in. So I think I think I think Atlanta wins this division. I think Atlanta wins it, but I I think New Orleans is not going to bottom out. I think that they're a type of team that has enough in there to get it done. I mean, because like their backs are against the wall, like New England with Spygate. Well, well, we'll see. Uh, so we agreed that we got Atlanta winning that, and New Orleans is a close second. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then NFC West. San Fran. Without even without even thinking about it, right? Yeah, they only got better. They they didn't lose anyone. They only got better. Right, and and Arizona, Seattle, and St. Louis. Come on, dudes. Well, don't count on St. Louis. Come on, dudes. But I think Arizona. I mean, I'll take St. Louis next because they they don't have controversy. So San Fran, so San Fran and St. Louis. So San Fran wins and St. Louis finished second in Arizona and then Seattle? Wow. I might give uh, Arizona and the Rams might split a game. That might be interesting. Wow. Wow. Well, you heard it. You heard it. I mean, we're 48 days out. We already, we're already talking the noise. I'm, I'm super pumped up, man. It's, it's really, really, really exciting. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. Um, We'll be back next week. Hey, and don't be afraid to give us a call once in a while. You're scared by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> give us a call. You know the number. We'll be back next week. Darno Autry. J.D. Voice America. Yes. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.